Hey folks, Richard here. Just want to point out there's a little bit of an issue with Jessica's audio on this episode. We've done our best to clean it up, and I think it sounds pretty good for what it is. I also want to take this moment to thank you. Thank you so much for your continued support of Made Up Talk Show, for listening to episodes, for sending us emails, madeuptalkshow at gmail.com. It really means the world to us. We love doing this, and we love to know that you're enjoying what we're doing. So thanks again. Okay, on to today's episode. There are so many podcasts in the world, and not enough time to listen to them. Some sound professionally made, some sound like a hot mess, and some just sound made up. On our show, we invite a guest to bring a lesser-known podcast they've recently been listening to. But here's the catch. It doesn't exist. We use this information as the suggestion for an improv show. And in the editing room, we make the improvised podcast sound as real as possible. And that's how it works. This is Made Up Talk Show. Hello, welcome to Made Up Talk Show. Jessica, how are you? I'm doing fine. Fine-a-doodle, squiggle-boodle. I'm doing great. I'm looking at you. You and I went to a show recently. That's line one of the two-sentence life update. Number two, I met your girlfriend. Hi, Jen. Hey. How about you there, bud? Uh, we did go to a show. Uh, correct. Good job. And that's you... it. <laughs> that was my two sentences. That's right. Well, actually, correct that... isn't a sentence. That's a. I think that would be. What would that count as? A plosive kind of ex- exclamation. Get one more sentence for you. Ah, uh, hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. Oh, delightful. You better listen, Jen. You she better listen. Every episode, uh, she is number one that fan. That is dedication. I have Much no one in my life who does that. Jen, thank you for listening. Uh, my sister, possibly. Okay. Hey, we got a guest. I'm not allowed to clap. I've been told by Richard never to clap. I cannot clap. It's rich. It's bad slack. Wow, now I can clap. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I still can't. I've been told not to. <laughs> I don't. I try so hard to pull it out and I can't. Don't clap. Don't snap. Hi, Beth. Wow. Hi. That that sequence of events was truly, it was like watching a car accident. Oh. You know? I, or I, like I... a child who's like, I've been told not to do this and then immediately <laughs> does it. With like well, no I kind of thought it, that he meant in between <laughs> saying it's like, I'll, I used to do it's Beth. No, why are you doing it now? Far away from the mic, surely it's fine. Surely it's fine. Oh wow. well, listeners, uh, email us at madeuptalkshow at gmail dot com. Follow us on Facebook, know. Instagram, five stars. Um, yeah, let us know what you think of the the, the clapping. The clapping. Uh, yeah, I will say say this moment to uh, check us out at uh, patreon dot com slash madeuptalkshow. Oh wow, that's a nice. If you're looking nice to give us money, if you're looking to support the show, we could. Uh, Really use that help, and as time goes on, we're going to release a special Patreon-only things. We've yet to decide what that is, yeah. but you will get them. Richard and, and I have to have an in-depth conversation about this, but you're getting yeah. a preview into the mind of madness. Oh my god, is, do it now! Is, I want you to have this conversation now. right now. Right now? Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. to get into the nitty-gritty <laughs> details. Well, one of the things we can have is uh, Jessica doing the intro and clapping all Jessica once, so we'll have <laughs> an all. All clapping. Wow, I love we'll to have sneeze, more. Richard. Yeah, you can even sneeze. We'll have more of Jessica you? sneezing. We'll have all of Jessica's bodily functions oh, as a Patreon no. tier. I think my dream would be that you just release a 35 minute episode that is just clapping. Clapping. <laughs> you clapping for 35 minutes. It costs $35. It's a minute per clap per minute. We could do that. It will be sort of a form of Morse code. But we're, we're getting, we're here for Beth. 
We're here for <laughs> we're here for Beth Slack and for Jessica <gasps> sneezing. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm in the closet. You guys are in the closet. Dusty in here. Beth, is it short for Elizabeth? It is. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Any middle name there, buddy? Uh, yes. Margaret Constance. No. Costas. <laughs> Constance. 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 For my god. I was named after my godmother, who is also my mother's best friend of like 60 years. Yeah. 57 years or something insane. And as far as we know, named after God. (laughs) God can be named Constance. We have no we have no details on that. No details. So let me give a few words about Beth Slack as an improviser, so as a woman. Uh, She is beloved by all. I challenge you. I will give you $20 to anybody who can go out there and get me on video, honestly and genuinely saying something bad about Beth Slack. $20. It can't be some BS. Oh, yeah, she's a real dump dump truck fire. I hate her. But they really like you. No, that's how... Well liked you are, Beth. Well, that's very kind. I would like to believe that that's true, but I'm also like, I love that the insult that that person came up was that I was a dump truck fire. <laughs> like that was the insult. How hard would it be to set a dump truck on fire? Those are big machines, and they're metal. Mm-hmm. It depends what is in the dump truck, right? If it was filled with gasoline, very sure. easy. Oh, good point. Perhaps good if you point. put any sort of oil, any sort of oil, tiny tiny trees. If it was filled with tiny, tiny trees. Tiny trees. Yeah. Oh, what a specialized dump truck. Um, in addition to being well-liked, you're also just fun to watch. Uh, you do a show with, um, oh gosh, who am I blanking on? You do a duo with Brian. Brian, right? Brian Hansberry. Brian Hansberry. Hansberry. I don't know why Hansberry just blanked on me. but um, And it's so tender and loving and <laughs> people get really into it and emotionally invested in your scenes. Yes, thank you. We, I love Brian Hansberry, who I just saw for the first time in about 12,000 years a couple oh days gosh. ago, um, as we're all starting to like reunite with mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. And it's so lovely. Uh, yeah. And we really wanted to do uh, the goal of that team was really to create theatrical improv. Mm-hmm. Like we wanted to create musical theatrical improv. Uh, and we worked with um, Jody, whose name now I'm now blanking on his last name. Uh, Jody Foster. Was, no. <laughs> This is going to, oh, I'm going to be so mad at myself. Um, Jody was our, is our like director and musical director. And yes, I love that. Long show. hair, tall man. Yes. I can't believe I can't I know exactly who you're name. talking about, but I also cannot remember his last name. Jody Foster. Yeah, yeah, that's Jody right. got it. It's Jody Foster. Jody Foster, actress. I got it. Long and hair, tall man. Philanthropist. I dare to say, Elizabeth Constance Slack, that you did pull it off. And those were emotionally touching and lovely scenes. And it was Thank a wonderful you. show. That's really lovely. I appreciate that. And I hope it may be again. Do you plan on doing a, a is this an exclusive uh, alert that you have more shows coming up, perhaps? <laughs> we do not have more shows coming up, sadly. All right. Never mind. Live theater is sort of at a weird crossroads and mm-hmm. who knows what's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I would love that. That's so nice. Jess, you're, that's really nice. I, I lament the fact that you and I have not really gotten to play together very much, although we have been on parallel journeys. We have. The Magnet, we have yeah. not interacted much which feels like a tragedy well i put that supremely on michael lutton's shoulders and um i will hunt him down with a a, an archer's bow uh go hunger games him so hard (laughs) i'm gonna push him up a tree and then he's gonna have to eat poison berries just to get down remember that scene how she got so high and drunk because she was like but the bees couldn't get her for some reason she tied yeah i actually love the hunger games but i love the second movie which i bought on amazon prime because i use amazon like a real jerk uh and now i own it and i watch it like every four months because it's so good and i don't know why 
that's yeah. okay. It is it is a very enjoyable movie. Um, for me, a movie like that that I could watch over and over again is Silence of the Lambs. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. It all circles back. It all that's circles back around. Don't clap, Jessica. Don't clap. Don't clap. I saw I saw your hands go above your head and you started to spin and turn back and forth. Don't clap. But also like. I know that this isn't necessarily the time or the place, but I'd really like to. So let's bring it up. Jody Shelton. I just Jody Shelton. Yes, Jody Shelton. Um, why would you want to rewatch Silence House of the, of the Lambs? Over and over again? <sighs> the man makes skin suits out of no, ladies. but but I think that there's something so amazing about that's lady skin suits. A lady mm-hmm. about a female FBI agent who just does everything that and and like the scenes where like nobody thinks she can do anything because she's this little woman and then she's like single-handedly taking down a serial killer it is so Mm -hmm. good it is so good did you watch (sighs) clarice that new cbs show that was like a it was like it took place immediately after the happenings of silence of the lambs i watched a couple of episodes and i really liked it um i'm gonna write it it down and i will uh, check it out Right yeah, down. it was it was right interesting. Down. The books got weird. The books got real weird. Oh, I haven't read the books. Hannibal but I and have Clarice read... got a whole relationship vibe. Mm-mm. Oh no, that's never the answer. Mm-mm. No, no one. Yeah, never date a serial killer. I no. feel like that's just advice we could give one another freely and openly with no with no restraint. Jen, you would tell me, Jen, if you're listening, you tell me if you were a serial killer, right? Yeah, Let's talk only, about that. Uh, Let listener, me know. No, no one on my side is listening, but Jen, please. <laughs> please uh, don't be a serial killer. Please don't be a serial killer. Well, please don't and be I, a serial but I think, killer. I really think the, the, the thing here is that, you know, if you're a serial killer, you need to tell the person that you're dating so they could choose whether to choose. be there or not. It's about agency. It's about communication. Yeah. It's about communication. Many, Positive communication. How many murders is okay, according to you? Because a serial killer is like, what, three or more? My personal threshold for murders is zero. I hate to be boring, but actually mm-hmm. zero, mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. zero murders is okay with me. Once okay. you hit one, that's too many murders. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, the whole Jean Valjean thing, he stole a loaf of bread. You know, sometimes you're about there to steal a loaf of bread and there's a man in the way and you got to grab the bread, run away. But I would mm-hmm. argue by killing that man, he has in fact committed two crimes, the stealing of the bread <laughs> and the murdering of the man. I mean, that's really being like, chased down for that loaf of bread. Yeah, that's true. I mean, accidents happen. I get that. You know, an accidental mm-hmm, murder mm-hmm. opens up a whole new conversation, which we probably shouldn't necessarily try to unpack. Well, we, we, t- we have t- tumbled way far down <laughs> this rabbit hole. We have, we have gone so far off track. Beth, Yes. What podcasts do you listen to? <laughs> Thank you for wow. driving Richard steering the boat back onto the ocean. I feel like in this moment I want to I want to list all like true crime podcasts and that's not true. Mm-hmm. I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I am a single lady who lives alone with a cat and my cat is a terrible conversationalist. So I will Macy. Often, yes. Sweet Macy, currently asleep under the comforter on my bed. Terrible room. Isn't it sad that we could remember Jody's? I couldn't remember Jody's last name, but I do remember the name of your cat. I feel like that's okay. I feel like that's right. That's actually that's right. That's Um, correct. Yes, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. You know, like how did this Mm -hmm. get made? I've recently started listening to Doughboys. That's one that I really like. Mm -hmm. Um, I listen to Empire podcast, which is uh, the the British 
uh, entertainment magazine empire. It's their movie podcast. And then they also have a pilot TV podcast, which is all about television. And I like to listen to those. Um, I try to walk every day. So I often listen to podcasts while I'm walking and also when I'm doing laundry and preparing meals and, and, you know, like doing cleaning the apartment. So I actually listen to a lot of podcasts Mm -hmm, Um, and usually mm -hmm. more joyful. I did listen to the, Oh, what's the big murder one? Serial um, murder, 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 murder. I have was listened it serial? to serial. I have listened to serial. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember the name of it. See, this is what happens is I could have very easily looked at this before we started. Oh, no, it's okay. I remember it's called Jodie Foster. Jo- right, 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 right. <laughs> my right. Favorite, oh, my favorite murder. I've listened to that sort of oh, off and on. Right, but I can only do like small doses of that because mm-hmm. it makes me real sad. Um, mm-hmm. And I love, love, love one called My Dad Wrote a Porno, which is so <gasps> it's hilarious. so good. It's so... Yeah. Don't clap, Jessica. I didn't. I didn't okay. clap at all. It looked, I it really even, looked like... All right. Get off my nuts, bud. It, I'm it not really going to clap. Like your hands were... Okay. Get off my nuts. <laughs> Sorry. The full quote was, get off my nuts, bud, which I think I have seen as a bumper sticker. <laughs> That's my aesthetic, is a bumper sticker on a large truck. Uh, yeah. Lewd bumper sticker lewd is bumper Jessica stickers. Coyle's aesthetic. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a girlfriend, email madeuptalkshow at gmail.com. I am single, <laughs> much like Beth told me. I have guinea pigs. <laughs> Subject line, get off my nuts, Get bud. off my nuts, bud. I love your guinea pigs. I'm so fascinated about guinea pig culture because every night before I go to bed, I watch Instagram reels. It's just like <gasps> this thing that I've started doing. And it's bizarre. And I can't quite figure out this algorithm, but I do see a lot of guinea pig Stop. I love that for you. I love that for you. Gonna I- have to pa- we have to pause that because if we get on guinea pigs with Jessica, we will never <laughs> get to the podcast. I can see Richard shaking today. his head. Do we, not we will, indulge in this. We, we will never get not. get to it. We maybe we'll have a special Patreon episode that is about talking about guinea pigs and videos of Jessica's bit, guinea, guinea pigs. And Beth, tour. you could be part of that. This is great. This is great generating ideas for the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash made up talk show folks. Beth. Yes. You brought a less listened to podcast for us today. Yes, I did. Um, like probably many people who listen to this po- to listen to your podcast and also listen like Jess might be a big old theater nerd. Uh-huh. Um, I have brought a delightful podcast called Set Strike and it is about uh, it's the Franklin Township Community Theater podcast. And so it's about Franklin Township and their community theater sort of community and it's amazing. It's just, you know, it's an opportunity to look into the world of this community where people are passionate about theater. They take it, you know, they're very serious about their theater, as many theater artists are. And it's just, it's an incredible lens to sort of see that, to see the work that's happening there, to see the people who are involved and like changing the face of art in that specific little town. That sounds so good. Yeah, I, I I have not heard of this podcast. Jessica, have you heard of this podcast? I never have, no. All right, great. Let's take a listen right now. I'm Marjorie Beecham. Join me as I get to peek behind the curtain at the upcoming production at Park Place Playhouse of Annie Get Your Gun. I'll speak with the director and the producer. Join me for Set Strike. Uh, move to the. We don't have anyone. No. Sorry. No. We we don't have anyone for Annie Oakley. So whatever you were going to say is it doesn't matter because 
we can set the setup, we can sell the popcorn, we can sell the tickets. If we don't have an Annie Oakley, then it's like we might as well just freaking give up. I was calling the next person in to move center stage into Slate. You're telling me there's no one to call in to move center stage into Slate? I'm telling you, we don't have an Annie Oakley. Look, I would love to get everything set up, but our Annie Oakley, as you know, we cast her at seven months pregnant. Dick, we cast her at seven months pregnant, and that's on me as much as it is on you. And I'm telling you that uh, Janine's water broke this morning, and we do not have an Annie Oakley. So go ahead and set up the go ahead and set up the stage to whatever you want, Dick. But uh, I just, as far I as I'm concerned, I'm. I sorry, I yeah, just please, want to reiterate. Please, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm so grateful that uh, you have let us behind the curtain. Uh, so we that uh, you know we are all so excited about the uh park street playhouse i mean the work uh-huh, that's done mm-hmm. here and and this opportunity to be part of this emergency casting session i think it's an opportunity for all of us to learn and grow and i just want to say i just want to say thank you great do, do you know when the do you know when the article's going to come out um well uh, honestly editor's discretion i mean as soon uh-huh. as i walk out of here i will go home and i will i will write it up i will have it ready to go it will be ready to, ready to go but you know like if there's a fire like they're gonna that's the you know the, i'm gonna lose space so but but i'm committed to get getting it out as soon as i possibly can oh you mean if there's a fire they're going to cover the fire in the paper not that you would lose the article no i mean i would have the article they just wouldn't run it because they need right. to tell people right. about the fire unless yeah. there was a fire in, in your home or office Oh, right. So the fire actually was not impacting me directly. The okay. fire was sort of an abstract fire. Like, okay. you know, if like the Olive Garden caught on fire because right. of an oil, oil, you know, popped out of one of their... Like the concept dishes. of a fire. Yes. The imagination, then, the hypothetical fire. Yeah. So if there was a fire... I don't want to... I'm so sorry. This is all so interesting. And Dick, I love that you're, uh, you know, offering the time and, and having the conversation. Um, are you prepared to go on as Frank Butler tonight also? because? Uh, Annie Oakley's husband was Frank Butler. So uh, Janine's husband, Tom, uh, has to. Uh, I, I told him he probably didn't have to go to the hospital, that Janine could do it on her own. Um, I, as far as I know, pregnancy does not necessitate uh, two people. It's a one person gig. Oh, gosh. But I feel like if there was a fire, there'd have to be firemen. And so I think sometimes if a pregnant person goes into labor, their partner has to be there to put out the fire. But the fire is the baby. So you're this saying that, so metaphorical. that in, in this in this world that you're crafting, Tom is a fireman because the baby is the fire, the fire. and he's he's there to put out to, to extinguish the baby. Right. I'm I'm hook I'm hung up on lead me through that part. I'm hung up on sorry, I have a theatrical mind. I don't have a writer's mind. I'm hung up on the baby being extinguished. That means the baby would be dead? No, I think in this in this it would be a rebirth. The baby would re- be be re- rebirthing by putting out the fire. You would be you would be giving the earth back, not fire. So the baby and would be so, born and then immediately reborn. Yes, hmm. this is wild. Um, hmm. Do you often? Okay, sorry. Do you no, no, often no, this is, this is cast fun. couples in hmm. couple parts in the show? And do you do you find that people? have like a natural chemistry with their partner. They just they just had amazing chemistry and, and that's they why. They had such good chemistry. When we yes. had them, uh, there was a, there's a kissing scene. Um, uh-huh. And I don't know if you're familiar with the show. Or kissing. Um, but yeah, well, there was a little, there was a little bit of kissing. Oh, I, um, sorry, I am familiar with kissing. Okay. I have kissed before. Okay, okay, excellent. Oh, congratulations. Wow. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you that, doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, you are a, a good looking uh, dame. Um, but you. you know the scene, um, I got lost in 
his arms. Obviously, there's some kissing. My defenses are down. Some of these right. songs can end with a kiss. And we said, go for it. I want to see t- tonsil hockey. I want to see you guys going at it. I want to see heavy padding. I want to see rolling around. Uh, I want to see whatever happens in behind closed doors. And they were the only ones who sold it to me. I don't know about you, yeah. Dick. Uh, but- Bernice and Dick, um, um, I have an update for the role of Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill is out. Jerry can't uh, be Buffalo hang Bill. Hang on one second. I just need to step away from a moment. Uh, please, uh, this is off the record. Jerry- Fuck in a can! Fuck in a can! What the fuck am I gonna do now? Take a shit in a bucket. Do you want it? About that, that was all off the record. Uh, correct. Terry, Terry can't be Buffalo Bill. Terry is the doctor who works at the hospital that is delivering Janine's baby. Janine's baby. So I didn't. I saw you're having a discussion, but I I thought you probably should know. Can I take lunch now? Uh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and eat a sandwich? Why don't you go ahead and eat a, and eat a roast beef sandwich there, honey? Uh, okay. I was wondering if I can take 50 minutes instead of 45 today. I don't. Go ahead. Why not? We're already slating. We're setting up the stage. We're putting the pieces together. Why doesn't everybody go ahead and take an hour? Go okay. ahead and oh, take an hour. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, like... everybody take an hour. Go ahead and take an hour. Everyone's... While you're out there, why don't you look for some leads? 60 minutes, folks. 60. Take 60. 6 zero. Once you're back here in one hour. All right, thanks so much. You enjoy it. You enjoy it. Okay, well. Hmm. So, obviously, your cast is being decimated by the birth of this baby. And I, <laughs> I can think of no other time in history when a baby has caused this much trouble, quite honestly. Like, when you look, usually babies are joyful occasions, and I feel like I'm seeing uh, the, uh, the fall of an incredible theater with the birth of this baby. This is really, this, this I, child is really more of like the Antichrist. Yeah. I, I just, I, I mean, how do you feel in this moment? I, I, I know that this, some people might've described this as a fluff piece, you know, just like, you know, send, send me out, you know, send, send a little reporter girl out there to just do a little fluff piece about a theater. But I, but I'm doing now a hard hitting piece about an institution, an artistic institution that is being decimated by the birth of a child. Was this child even planned? I mean, what was this pregnancy planned? I'll tell you this. Janine came in here with, I thought, a very pregnancy hiding outfit. I could not tell that she was, it. you know, I, I think she was, what, six and a half, seven months along at that time. Nobody knew. Dick, did you know? No, I, I don't. I don't make judgments like that. But uh, I, and and I'm also not up on on modern day vernacular or slang culture. So when she said the baby is kicking, the baby's kicking. I thought she was just revving, revving herself up for the role. Yeah, doing doing vocal exercises, doing uh, yeah. you know, yeah, red leather, yellow leather sort mm-hmm. of things. I yeah. mean, I don't know how it is in the yeah. writing world. I don't know if you click a pen a whole bunch or uh, if you stretch your hands to get ready for the keyboard. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do basically a whole uh, hand arm calisthenics routine. It's about forty five to seventy five minutes, depending on the day. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what we thought she was doing. And when she said, "Oh, my water broke, my water broke," I I I thought she was probably you know having a camelback, you know what I mean, so that she could hydrate herself during the performance. That just seemed really uh, forward thinking. They puncture so easily. Can you can you can you speak a little bit about having a camelback? I want to make sure I understand that reference. Oh, the kind of bags that runners back. wear, you know, where they have a straw. And they oh. uh, it's camelback bag, and then you um you. <gasps> I did running. not know mm-hmm. that. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, my mind is completely blown. I I had no idea that that was what that was called. Oh my that, god! 
Yep. That's a, that's a camel back. Yeah. Like a camel's okay. hump. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's where a camel wild. keeps the, the water. You yeah. know, I'm also, I'm also realizing that right before she said that when Tom came over and placed his hand on her abdomen and said, we're doing this for the baby. This is it. In retrospect, this all makes a lot of sense now. I think there's a lot of. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it seems like they weren't really hiding it at all as you no, talk about this. No, well, as you say, when you put it all together, but you know, I I talk about productions as being my baby. I talk about shows, individual shows as being my baby. Um, and you know, also like you know, Annie Oakley uh, by the end of the performance. Uh, could be pregnant. There's nothing in the book that says that she's not. Sure. Um, clearly, she and um, and 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 you know Frank Butler have gotten together at that point, and they're together. So then they're doing what comes naturally. So she could be pregnant. Sex stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I've gone through the the script in 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 several different edits. Uh, the local edit, the Bergen County edit, the. Um, the the Franklin County edit. I took a look mm-hmm. at the Franklin County edit. Believe that or not? Got rid of a lot um, of stuff. But uh, and even lines. and even the the original edit. And not once does Annie Oakley say, "I am not pregnant." Exactly. In in the entire script. So sure. uh, whether whether Annie Oakley is pregnant or not, don't you? you who, who? Director's discretion, right? Director's discretion. That, I mean, Director's that, discretion. this is your artistic vision. So perhaps in your artistic vision, Annie Oakley is pregnant. And that just adds a layer of complexity to her journey, right? Well, if if she, you know what? I mean, here's the thing. I, I think that a woman carrying a child has so much drive. There's so much that she wants to do, you know? And so to me, I thought it was an interesting, an interesting thing to add, you know? Um, hang on a second, Dick. I just got a text. It looks like, it looks like Winnie and Tommy we're the doula and the midwife. I need a minute. Winnie and Tommy are the doula and the midwife. I just need. Um, again, gonna, uh, I'm so sorry. Record. This is going to be uh, off I'm the gonna record. I'm going to go off the record just for one this minute. This will be off. Just give her a minute. One. Let's give her a minute. Put a clock in a box. Put a clock in a box and send it out to sea. Oh, put it in a box. Why don't you take some nuts and smash them? Smash you know, I will say it's fascinating that um, <gasps> that they had a, a doula midwife and then they went to a hospital for a doctor to deliver that baby. Oh, it seems like they were really... That's not very, uncommon. That's very, not uncommon. Is it? Is it not? No, the doula... And, uh, you were about to speak, ma'am. No, I was just going to say, I, I just hope they got the large birthing suite at the hospital because at this point, it mm-hmm. seems like there's 93 people in that room. <laughs> and if they've all got actor-sized egos... <laughs> <laughs> boy are you right things. boy are you right uh, boy are you right yeah uh yeah i guess that's pretty common for a midwife and a doula to be there to coach the birth and to carry out the mother's birth plan um you know i'm kind of now it's all flashing back to me i do recall quite a few backstage discussions of well what do you do if the doctor says you need an epidural um i remember uh at one point uh uh, Mark said something like, um, well, is a water birth even possible in a hospital suite? So I feel I feel like we really dropped the ball here, Dick. I feel like we missed out and we missed a lot of cues. Yeah, I, I think, well, they say hindsight is uh, you know, perfect vision, 2020. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's easier to piece it together. But how would we know that uh, when someone introduces themselves as I'm the doula and I'm the midwife and we're here for the sake of the baby, that they're not talking about birthing art? 
or a monologue could right. be a monologue, you know, like right. uh, somebody walks up and they say, I'm about to do something from the Scottish play. I don't assume that they're from Edinburgh. No, that would be unfair. Mm-hmm. That would be unfair. And perhaps they, they could even be speaking about their own rebirth as mm-hmm. performers mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. as humans. Mm-hmm. Maybe I mean, they are a fire. They are a fire. Yes. That has been recently to- extinguished and they're they're coming back. It's a, it's a rebirth. We do like have people phoenix. who try to yeah. uh, a phoenix, a rebirth, a phoenix out of out of the 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 ashes comes a phoenix. Yes. Yeah, so we we've had people uh do last minute auditions as well. That's not it's not uncommon up until the last really last the last day, uh, the day of the play, we've had people come and try to audition. Yes. So at this point you're now recasting the four main parts of the show. That's true. Um, that's true. Uh, uh, Annie it's, Oakley, it's an endeavor. Frank Butler, oh, Butler five, Buffalo uh, Bill, Buffalo Bill, Buffalo Bill, and Tommy Keeler. Yeah, and Tommy Keeler. Tommy Keeler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Those. That's most of the songs for sure. Um, let's see. I guess Charlotte Davenport and Dolly Tate pretty much carry the the first song. Uh, but th- so we could we could start off for the first eleven minutes. No one would know that something was happening. Mm-hmm. What is if we refocused it though? What is if we made this the story of Charlie Davenport? All right, I like I like where you're going with this. Uh, I think that this could be a good. I don't know. I, at this point, I'm kind of leaning toward just pulling up the Bernadette Peters recording and just playing it. And I don't know, walking out with large puppets from my daughter's bedroom. Hmm. Oh, I love that. Hmm. I love puppetry. I think puppetry is sort of an unexplored and looked down upon artistic form. And I really wish that uh, Franklin Township would take it a little bit seriously. I saw, you know, I saw a production of uh, Avenue Q Mm. off Broadway Mm -hmm. and it blew my mind. It blew my mind to, you know, to see those puppets just being filthy. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. Like, All oh my the God. bad words. If like mm-hmm. puppets can be filthy, what else is possible in this world? No, I want to. I want to. I want. I want puppets in my theater. I refuse. Oh right, I, I, I forgot. Dick has a phobia. I I, he doesn't call it a phobia. He acts like it's a big thing. Like it's. A, oh, I am at war with those puppets. It's a, yeah, it's a war. It's a war. Um, it's not a phobia. It's a war. It's, a, but it's a phobia. a phobia. A phobia means fear, and I am not afraid mm-hmm. of them. I harbor mm-hmm. an anger against mm-hmm. those puppets. Right. What is a puppet? What is a puppet without us? It's a discarded corpse on the floor without life or animation or a soul. It is us, the actor, that gives that puppet life, animation, and a soul. I'll tell you, 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 I'll tell you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who is behind Kermit the Frog? Tell me that. Well, for a while, it's Frank Henson. But now? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You don't. That frog is taking all the spotlight away from the actor who controls Kermit the Frog, who is Kermit the Frog. But yet we refer to it as Kermit the Frog. You know what? I want to turn the tables for a, for a moment because I'm I'm losing my mind and internally I'm screaming very loudly. Uh, what did well, you tell me? But you, you like screamed out loud. Oh, well, wait, yeah, and that mm-hmm. was off the record. That was off the record. Of off, the record. Um, <laughs> off the record. Off the record. Yeah. We would get kicked out of the Marigold Convention Center if they heard us saying those kind of words. Um, sure. uh, what are your ha- hobbies? What are your passions? What brings you uh, into what? What got you into the theater beat? Oh my gosh. Well, just to confirm, my name is Marjorie Beecham and I've been writing at the paper. I'm so sorry I didn't ask your name. Jeez. Wow. Rude. That's okay. You know, and I, it's one of those things that I used to wear my credentials when I went on interviews and stuff, but then it just felt a little, I don't know, expected. Mm -hmm. And I think something about me is I like to be a little unexpected. I like to take twists and turns both in life and in my articles, you know? 
do you mind if I just paint this out a little bit while you continue to speak? Cause I do, I am interested. Oh tell me, tell me, I'm just going to, cause do whatever you feel you need okay. to do. I am here mm-hmm. as an observer, a profiler, a judger, mm-hmm. not really a judger, but I will mm-hmm. have, like, I mean, this is an opinion piece. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, whatever. Um, what do I, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, what do I like? I love theater, mm-hmm. obviously, because I love to write about it. Um, I have, I have a personal goal of eating barbecue in every city that I visit. Wow. And I've done that everywhere except for Cincinnati, Ohio. I went there to <gasps> Hey, visit the my- play starts there. Did you know that? You're kidding. That's where it starts. Yeah. They, they, uh, they land the, the Wild West show in Cincinnati and they're about to put it up and that's where he, she meets Frankville. It's a beautiful moment. Wow. That's almost a, well, what a wonderful coincidence. That is, but you know what? There's no coincidences in life, right? Mm-hmm. You are just following a twisting and turning road and it takes you where you need to be, when you need to be there. And all you need to do is get on that road. Did you see the Oklahoma production that was put up recently or a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. I did. Did you eat the I cornbread did. and the and the gumbo or the whatever that they made? I did. It was a chili. <laughs> the chili, right, right, it right. Was the vegetarian very chili. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was very good dark and then there was also a scene where they turned off all the lights and i thought that was a very weird choice i um, yeah i i also i i liked the uh, i liked a lot of it but i only bring that up to say that we were going to make barbecue actually uh as it, which what? is a wild, wild coincidence we were going to have a big bubbling pot of of barbecue pork barbecue um for the guests and the in uh-huh. the audience and now i don't know what to do about that because if we don't have a cast uh i don't i don't know what the hell we're gonna do bernice uh, dick Yes. Um, so I went. To, I went to lunch. I haven't taken the full sixty yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, we're we're down a Tommy Keeler. What's what's going on with Tommy Keeler? Why we're can't d- Tommy Keeler be here? Tommy Keeler. Tommy Tommy Keeler. Tommy Keeler, who is playing the role of Tommy Keeler in yeah. the play. It just happened to lie. So I went to lunch with Tommy, and uh, we we got a sandwich, and Tommy got food poisoning. And went to the hospital. Tommy's fine, though. Tommy's fine. Tommy's so this is fine. unrelated to the birth of Janine's child. Well, no. Tommy's fine, but says he wants to stay and volunteer and help out with Hang the on, birth. Just, okay, just one. Uh, this is off the record. Okay. Oh, circus! You got a circus up there all up in your guts! Buttholes! Anus surrounds the crap in the gutters. She's she's very mad. This is what she says when she's very mad. This is the fallen angel. The Lord has sent fuck. You should have seen Christmas Carol three years ago. It completely fell apart the the day of. And it was just, it was all that. It was all that all day. Sorry about that again. I'll go back on the record again. Yeah, our um, our cr- ghosts of Christmas past and future uh, turned out they were all in a polyamorous relationship, and they all stepped on the same uh, uh, nail in the ground in the floor as they they tumbled down the, the basement stairs <laughs> one after another. They all stepped on the same nail, kind of like the scene in a quiet place, and they all had to go get emergency tetanus shots. And uh, they turned out to be fine, but of course they couldn't dance. And it's a very heavily heavy dancing. Uh, Were they engaging girl. in polyamorous activity? Is that why you shared that, or was that just to distinguish that they were all in the same location at the same time? <laughs> just to explain. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to share. I'm a gossip. That's something to know about me. I yeah, guess. really not no. our not our not our thing to say. But now, can I take the le- the rest of my lunch? Or yeah, now go that ahead I'm on back? your lunch. Why okay. not? Go ahead. Okay, thank you. So is there anyone in this cast engaging in polyamorous activity? Well, Janine, as far as I know, I don't know of any. Dick, do you know? Uh, no, I'm not. 
And to be clear, this is, I won't put this in the article. I'm just, I'm very curious because I'm a huge gossip. Oh, me too. I'm a huge gossip. Oh my God, I live for gossip. Let's talk. Oh, I live for gossip. Hang on a second. Let me tell you something about Dick. Dick, don't listen. Okay. Um, okay. So Dick decided a few years ago that he didn't want to have kids. So he okay. went and got a secret vasectomy and he told his wife, no, 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 nothing's going on, babe. She got pregnant, right? She got pregnant. And it was like, of course the vasectomy didn't take. Of course it didn't take. I mean, like, come on. Obviously it didn't take. But Dick lost his mind. He was like running through the theater. And then, you know, now of course he's a loving father and he's happy about yeah. the baby. But it was, we had, he was not involved in three. He was involved, not involved in our uh, winter, summer and spring productions because he was in so much dog, dog house. He was in so much trouble. And his wife to this day, when she sees me, we share, we share a look. Because we know the dark side of the dick go to. Can I just ask a wild question? Yeah, of course. Can I ask a wild question? Yeah, of course. Are we sure that Dick's vasectomy didn't take, or was his wife like? See, that was what Dick thought. That was what else. Dick thought. Dick was like, "I, there's no way. I'm there's right no here. way. There's no way." And I'm right here. But you're not listening. You're not, you're listening. not listening. Not listening. I told you not to listen. I told you not to listen. So he. So so get this. The baby uh-huh. is like a clone of Dick. It's like a clone from okay, the does furrow. Does have like a brother or a cousin who looks no, so much no, like him? Here's, that, like- the, here's the thing. Dick did a DNA test. Dick okay. did a DNA test. I cannot believe. It. And that's why, that's why he and his wife were on. I mean, like I said, spring, summer, fall, gone. Yeah. And, you know, and this is like major news. So it was, yeah. So did a DNA test and she came in in the middle of, we were doing midsummer. We were doing oh, midsummer. Uh-huh. Um, we had, we had the most gorgeous set. It was like very, um, uh, search Soleil inspired. People were coming out, <gasps> you know, very beautiful. People love were it. Aerial oh, sulking down from uh-huh. the top. It was so beautiful. Um, and so, uh, Dick was in the wings and she and his wife walks in right down the center aisle and screams a DNA test. You son of a bitch. And she threw it into the orchestra pit and it hit our tuba player in the head. And he had to go to the hospital. Yeah, I think the most the most fascinating part was that there were a few people in the audience that applauded because they thought it was interactive theater. They thought we were. Oh, sorry, Dick. I didn't know you were listening. Was that too much? I'm right. I am right here. And I've been I've been looking When when you've been speaking. I've been looking at you. And then when I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name already. Uh, well, it was Marjorie, Mar- Marjorie Beecham. Marjorie, yeah. Marjorie. When Marjorie is speaking, I've been looking at Marjorie. I, I've been uh, all the telltale signs of listening and being a third party in a conversation. I've been, I've been moving forward. But uh, so, okay, sorry, sorry, Dick. Just give me one second to wrap this up with Bruce. Just, quick, just quickly. Do you just, think it's worth the repair? Like, should these pe- should Dick be with his wife? I don't know because I mean, the thing is, like, you know, he did come around. I think he is a great father. He's totally yeah. there for the kid. I mean, and like they do like well, all being the, a great father doesn't that does not mean he's a good husband. And I have marriage. advised her many yeah. times that she can do better. Many times yeah. that she can do much much better. I have told her the you know mm-hmm. Franklin County, New Jersey in general. You can find there are a million dicks out there. Why are you hopping on this one? And so anyway, haha. Uh, so anyway, but no, but they're still together. I don't know. I guess she thinks that was still- really sorry. You just blew my mind. There's a million dicks out there. <laughs> Why are you hopping on that one? And his name is Dick. Oh, I love that so much. I've been waiting to make that joke for like oh. seven years. Oh, Bernice, can I just say thank you so much for being the person to whom you said that joke? Oh my gosh. Because honestly, today, like when I was coming, you know, I don't love Anna Get Your Gun. It's not my favorite show. It's Understandable. Cute, it's, fine, it's a bit dated. But like, mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to get out of this. But if nothing else, I walk out of here with that killer joke that I can't wait to use the moment I meet someone named Dick and get a feel for that Dick's relationship oh, with his partner. Oh, that's Dick, amazing. do you want to come back in here? You've been waiting on the wings so quietly. 
Uh, no, actually, I've been I've been right next next to you. I only turned to get another cup of coffee. Uh, I heard I heard everything that, that you said. Oh well. Okay. Um, okay so right. that now, like, turnabout's fair play. So, Dick, mm-hmm. does Bernice have a partner, and what do you think about that? Partner? Okay, I'm not gonna listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't listen. Bernice, I'm not listening. Listen. I'm not listening. Ha ha ha. Okay, Dick, what's the story? Does Bernice have a partner, and what do you think about that person? Okay, well, as far as I know, Bernice listens to this one voicemail message on repeat for at least three to four hours a day. And, and as far as I know, the voicemail message is about 45 seconds in length. I can only okay. make out bits and pieces of it. I know that the word love is said in the voicemail message <gasps> because I can, as Bernice is listening to it, I can see her mouth, the word love, right? It's a very, what is that? It's a, there's, there's, there's a, there's a sentence that you can say that it looks like you're saying love, but you're not actually saying it. So it's either that or that other other sentence. I forget. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm very interested in figuring it out. The word love in there. The love, the the word South Dakota is in there as well. And then the word, and then the word, I think it's 1983. Love South Dakota, 1983. Oh, sorry. Those are the, that's all I, Bernice is crying. She's listening. Bernice, are you listening? You said you weren't going to listen. I know. I can't help it. This, the thing is, my brother was lost at sea. In South Dakota? He went to, he was on a trip to South Dakota. He was going the coastal route. And I, and I, did, I, just, I have a, I have a, a voicemail from him. And every now and then I, I listened to him. I had no idea that I could hear it. That's my only connection to my brother. Okay. Um, so, Dick, from what you know about Bernice's family, is there a chance that he just wanted out? And so he told them he was going, he got lost at sea in the, from what I understand, landlocked South Dakota? I think that would be our first tip is that they, we never this, heard from- this individual took the coastal route to a landlocked area. I think and the saddest be- thing was that his last words were, screw all y'all, I'm getting out of here. And he took the car. And then he oh. went to sea. I think that would also be our second Bernice, step, I, second second I, clue. I, I feel like in this moment, you know how earlier we took a few looks back at what was happening with the birth of the baby and <laughs> and how like if you had just paid a little bit more attention, things might have seemed a little bit more clear. I think that maybe there's an opportunity here to do that. Do you want to play us the voicemail and maybe we can we can put our minds to that and maybe we can yeah, answer okay, some questions? Yeah, okay, fine. I'll play it for you. Hang on. Hey, oh, whoa, I love it here. <laughs> Can't get enough. Hey, hey, put down that cherry, uh, cherry uh, margarita over there, bud. Hey, <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, so good. Oh, uh, so there's a great big wave that's about to uh, cover this whole, <laughs> this whole boat. <laughs> uh, I gotta get out of here because uh, who knows? Uh, but uh, take care. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, can't get enough of these martinis, love them so much. <laughs> uh, well, uh, R.I.P. me, I guess. Uh, wow, big wave! Okay, I want to apologize. I thought in the hours and hours that I heard 1983 in South Dakota, and obviously I was incorrect. Wait, there's more, there's more, there's more. Oh, it's a second, Wait, it's there's a second, a second there's, message? There's a second message. Twist. I was listening to, but I was listening to. Okay. Do you remember... 1983 South Dakota. Da 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 da. I went, that one's like a butt dial. Huh. Okay. I, First of all, you go ahead. Sorry. No, go, ahead. go ahead, Jack. Okay. Well, I I was uh, I think I have two concerns that uh, we just discovered a case of of interfamily lying, and that 
uh, Bernice's brother, Bernie, uh, doesn't know the lyrics to um, the the song by Earth, Wind, and Fire. September? Mm-hmm. September. That that Bernie may think it's, uh, the song is called South Dakota in 1983. Well, anyway, I'm going to be going to try to find his watery grave at some point next year. So I'm, I'm going to need to take off from the spring uh, show. Um, we sure, were thinking of. Yeah. Where where do you think he is? Because there was no information given about his location within that voicemail. Right, other than margaritas. Cherry margaritas, which I've never even heard of cherry margaritas. Do you know how many cherries it would take to make a margarita? The volume of cherries is unfathomable. Well, I'd have to assume then it would have to be what Pacific Northeast, somewhere where they have where they grow cherries. Where do they grow cherries? That's I don't know, that's an excellent I can't think about this now. For now, I have to really, we got to get back on what are we going to do about this play? What are we going to do about this play? Um, I mean, as we know, I'm a journalist uh, and I certainly don't, I don't, this might be crossing lines, but I would be willing to help in any way that I possibly can for this production to happen tonight. And if that is, you know, to be on book so people can call line and I can tell them if it's to star as Annie Oakley, um, just whatever, whatever you need me to do, I would be glad to do. You know, I will take myself off of this article because it wouldn't be fair. I'm so invested now in both of you and the health of this theater. I just, I mean, or you could just cancel the show and, you know, see how many people are back for tomorrow. Just refund the tickets for tonight. We cannot afford to do that at all. Um, well, those are really good ideas. I was also thinking we could move the venue to the hospital because they're all there anyway. Oh, I mean, if they're in the suite, you could probably fit chairs in there. I mean, that's a really big room. Hmm. What do you think, Dick? Yeah, that's that's an option. The other, the other thought is to have someone take the part of Annie Oakley we do you know tonight's role of Annie Oakley will be played by fill in the blank and then we have Annie Oakley come by and we change it up a bit we have a scene where Annie Oakley hits her head and then we go into a dream sequence mm-hmm. and then we just play the movie we just we just <gasps> like pull down Oklahoma. the screen we like just the pull down we pull, the dream dance we pull down the screen and we just play the movie play the movie we play the movie I don't hate I that just- idea I want to applaud, but I won't. Dick. Yeah. I have never Dick seen hates a applause. Dick I hates don't. puppets and he hates applause. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I don't, it's not a phobia. I just have a deep inner anger about the applause. I have the deep inner anger about the applause because when we're applauding, what are we really applauding for? We're applauding for There's the actor, right? Opinions, but it's just the it's noise. The we just wind up, we get, we get caught up in the noise, especially when people start applauding for an encore, 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 that, that applause takes the 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 place of of the actor and we just wind up applauding for for the applause it's it's infuriating it's infuriating i would argue that the winding road that we're following has taken to a place where we need to show the actor how much we appreciate them and the actor needs to feel appreciated because in that moment it's like a raging fire within both parties needs to be let out so it can be extinguished so that both parties can then be reborn and continue on their journey of the winding road right hmm Whatever we decide to do, I want to say one thing before we leave. Um, I'm going to get and get started with it. Marjorie Beecham, this has been the, the best time I've had on this entire production. It's been a uh, it's been a nightmare from the minute we realized that uh, that there was going to be a birth tonight, mm-hmm. and uh, I recognize that that's a very limited time in the production, but I'm willing to say that this has been the best time right. hanging out with you, gossiping. Yeah. 
since about a half an hour ago. About a half an hour ago. When we realized that the, the Bernice, pregnancy just, was real. I want to, I really want to thank you. And I just, I really wish for both of your sakes that you were more perceptive so that you would realize that your brother just left your family and your wife obviously cheated on you. Um, but you know what? Perception is twenty twenty when you look through the past, right? Yeah. And you just got to, sometimes you just look through your dirty glasses and there's nothing you can do. But yeah, these have been a really special 30 minutes. I, I feel like this has been a lot of fun. Well, I hope to see it. Oh, stick around. We'll see what we can do. Uh, <gasps> and we'll, we'll start. Can you comp me? Will you comp me? Oh my gosh. Show? Of course we'll comp you. What? Yes. You can have, uh, yes. you can have Dick's wife's ticket. She hasn't come for the past three performances. Sorry, <gasps> Dick. Yeah, oh shit. I'm so sorry. I just got to, I'm so sorry. I just got a text. I have to go. You're not going to believe this. What? There's a fire. At the hospital? No, at the Olive Garden out on Route 9. Endless, bottomless breadsticks and salads bring us to the Olive Garden. Now, a fire will keep us away. More information is coming out about the recent fire at the Olive Garden on Route 9. Join me, Marjorie Beecham, for Fire. This has been Made Up Talk Show, part of the Let's Hear It Network. Have a podcast or podcast idea and want to get involved? Visit letshearit.network. That's letshearit.network.